Right. Welcome, everybody. We are Wagers Ragers. It is the Super Bowl edition of the podcast. I am your host, Joshua J.T. Buckner, coming to you from the great state of New Jersey. And always joining me on the pod is John the Hedgehog Donath. The Hedgehog. John, how we doing? Doing pretty damn good. It is Super Bowl weekend, and I am excited. You know, as we move through the regular season and into the playoffs, you know, I think we mentioned a few times that, you know, we were pleasantly surprised that we got as far as we did, and we are here. We are at the finish line, uh, Super Bowl of the old goat and the young goat. I'm ready to go, ready to uh, play some wagers, do some hedges, have a little fun. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. All right, before we get into the big game, I got to tell everybody out there. We're sending you back to the future. I had probably the best week I have ever had placing action. I went 13 and one last week, 13 and one. It's unheard of. You know, usually you go 55% and you are killing it. I went 13 and one. Last week I said over, over 52 points. Green Bay, Tampa Bay, bang, hit. Over 20 and a half rushing yards, Jamal Williams, hit. Under, under, under. And I usually don't go with unders, but I said under four and a half receptions by Mike Evans, hit. My kicker prop, of course, crushed it. Ryan Suckup, over six and a half points, hit that one. Uh, Total points in the Bills Chiefs game, over 54 and a half points, hit that. Kelsey, 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 over seven and a half receptions. Hit that. Uh, Pass completions by Mahomes, over 26 and a half. Hit that. Kicker prop, kicker prop. Here we go. Harrison Butker, over seven and a half points. Hit that. Kelsey, 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 94 and a half receiving yards. Over, hit that. Just a couple more, folks. Chiefs, minus three. Point spread. Hit that. Boom. They demolished the Bills last week. Not only did I take it for the game, I took it in the first half. Minus one and a half. Hit that. Bang. Two pick parlay over 47 points for the Buccaneers and over 48 and a half points for the Bills Chiefs game. I teased it down six points. Hit that as well. Chiefs money line. Boom. The only prop that I didn't hit was Mahomes rushing over 14 and a half yards, but it's all right. 13 and one. I'll take it. Put this in your car and think about it. John, give us a quick recap. How'd you do last week? Well, not quite as, as well as you did, but still a, a pretty good week. Uh, Bucks Packers. I had the, the pack minus three and a half that did not come through, but hit a bunch of others. I got Aaron Jones over on three and a half receptions, Leonard Fournette, over on 10 and a half carries Devonte Adams over seven and a half catches uh, joins you last, uh, last time, two weeks ago now on the, the kicker bets uh, hit on Ryan suck up over six and a half over Jamal Williams rushing 20 and a half. And then on the chiefs bills game did hit the chiefs uh, minus the, what was that? Minus three or minus three and a half. 
Um, also, Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey hit on both Kelsey props, hit Josh Allen rushing yards, also picked up Stefan Diggs over 26 and a half yards for his longest reception. Cole Beasley over four and a half receptions. So we, we got we got a little work done a couple of weeks ago. All right. All right. Good stuff. All right. So it's Super Bowl weekend. Big game. Uh, first time that a team is playing in their home stadium, that would be Tampa Bay. Of course, you know, Tom Brady has to be the quarterback of this game, given the fact that he's got six Super Bowl rings going for number seven, and now he's playing in his home stadium. I mean, you probably could have scripted this from the beginning of the season when he left New England and went to Tampa Bay. Of course, he's going to end up in the big game in his home stadium. And these two teams met earlier in the season in week 12. It was a really interesting game. Uh, they played it in Tampa Bay, and the Chiefs won 27 to 24. It was kind of a tale of two halves. Uh, Kansas City went up big, early. Tyreek Hill just went ballistic. Uh, two touchdowns in the first quarter. He had uh, one for 70, for 75 yards. Uh, and another for 44 yards in the first quarter alone. He had over 100 yards receiving in the first quarter. He ended up for the game, 269 receiving yards, three touchdowns. Just an absolute demolishment of the Tampa Bay secondary. Uh, but Tampa Bay in the second half actually played really well. I mean, they were down. They were down 27-10 at halftime. Uh, half and they made a game of it. Um, I'm sorry, they were down, yeah, 20 to 7 at halftime. Then they were down 27-10 going into the fourth quarter. Mike Evans scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Tom Brady almost brought them back, uh, and they ended up losing by three. So, it was, as I said, it was a tale of two halves in this game. Uh, so, how do I see this game shaking out? I'm going to tell you right now. The line is three presently. And the over-under keeps fluctuating back and forth today at 56 and 55 and a half. Presently, it's at 56. <clears throat> so who do I like in this game? I'm going to tell you why in a second. I like Tampa Bay. I like Tampa Bay in this game. And the simple reasoning behind that is Tampa Bay's offense is loaded, much like the Chiefs, but their defense is really stacked. And they got both sides of the ball. And the Chiefs' defense, not that great. Although, uh, the Chiefs, in their last four uh, playoff games, have given up 24 points or fewer. But on the other side of the ball, Tampa Bay has scored 24 points or more in 10 straight games, including the playoffs. So, something has to give in this game. And given that Tampa Bay is home, and they made a you know a good game of the last time they played, and they're really on a on a just crushing it right now on their winning streak. Uh, I like Tampa Bay. Now, head to head, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes in the four games they played against each other, they're two and two. Mahomes, three hundred forty eight yards passing per game, eight point nine yards per attempt, uh, eleven touchdowns, three interceptions, and a one hundred nine point two passer rating. Tom Brady, you know, he hasn't done bad for himself against Patrick Mahomes, but the quarterbacks don't play against each other. They, they play against their respective defenses. But Brady's numbers when he plays the Chiefs, 300, 300.5 yards per game passing, 7.6 per, uh, per attempt, six touchdowns, five interceptions, an 
passer rating. So not bad. Um, but again, uh, he played uh, very well against the Chiefs last game, although he did throw a couple interceptions. So everybody talks about the Chiefs offense. <clears throat> and they say they are head and shoulders above every other team in the league. But if you actually look at the stats, it really isn't so. And the Chiefs and the Buccaneers offenses are relatively similar. The Chiefs offense, let's go through the stats. 29.6 points per game, 415.8 yards per game, 303.4 yards passing per game, 40 touchdowns, uh, and 107.3 passer rating. So those numbers are really spectacular. But the Buccaneers, 30.8 points per game, more than Tampa Bay, only by a smidge, 384.1 yards per game, 289.1 passing yards per game, 42 touchdowns, more than the Chiefs, and 102.8 passer rating. So the numbers are pretty similar. The difference in this game to me is the defense. <clears throat> I think it's the defense that's going to uh, put Tampa Bay over the top in this game. You know, some interesting stats. Again, if we, if we talk about offense and everybody you know, talks about the Chiefs and we can talk about that week 12 game where Tyreek Hill went crazy and had that 75-yard touchdown pass. But Brady has more deep touchdown passes, nine, than Mahomes has completions four since week 13. So we're talking about a six to seven game uh, window to look at these numbers. And Brady has really been lighting it up uh, down the field. Again, let's get back to defense. Tampa Bay probably has the best set of linebackers in the league. Shaq Barrett, Levante David, and Devin White. And up front, you can't go wrong with Ndamukong and Sue and JPP. The Chiefs' defense has not been great this year. Uh, they're ranked in the lower half of the league, while Tampa Bay is up at the top. And again, I'm just going to throw some stats out for you. Tampa Bay defense, 327.1 yards per game, giving up. The Chiefs give up 358.3. These are regular season stats because uh, they give you a really good uh, snapshot of how these teams perform defensively. Yards per game, uh, Tampa Bay's weakness on defense is probably their secondary. They give up 246.6 uh, passing yards per game. But the Chiefs also give up a lot in the passing game, 236.2, where the difference is in the rush game. Tampa Bay's rush defense, 80.6 rushing yards per game giving up, while the Chiefs give up 122.1 rushing yards per game. And points per game is pretty similar, 22.2 for Tampa Bay, 22.6 for Kansas City. On the offensive side of the ball for Tampa Bay, I think Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are going to have big games this week against that Kansas City defense. And I think the run game and the defense of Tampa Bay are going to be the edge in this game. And that's why I, I like Tampa Bay in this game. I think the offenses are both going to put up a lot of points. But I think at the end of the day, um, with Tampa Bay at home, um, already having played the Chiefs, they're really stout defense. I think their defense is going to stop Kansas City more than Kansas City's defense is going to stop uh, Tampa Bay. Now, throw a little more, another wrinkle into this game. Andy Reid's son, Britt Reid, got into a car accident yesterday, and he actually was the vehicle that struck two cars on a, an on-ramp near Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. And the one car that he struck had two 
uh, young kids in the back seat, uh, a five and a three-year-old, and the five-year-old apparently has some pretty severe life-threatening injuries, uh, some head injuries, and uh, I guess they're still monitoring that little kid, and my heart goes out to the family. But you wonder how that's going to weigh on Andy Reid, and and as I was watching, you know, a bunch of different shows today. Uh, they asked the Chiefs whether or not Andy Reid was actually going to make the trip with the team to go and coach the team, and their response was no comment. Now, if he's not coaching, I would think certainly the edge goes to Tampa Bay, but you wonder uh, what's going to be running through his mind where his son, uh, you know, got into a really terrible accident with uh, small children. And they also said that uh, the officer on the scene smelled a moderate um, scent of, of alcohol on his breath. So again, that's, that's really troubling. And again, I hope that these two little kids pull out, but you just wonder what kind of effect it's going to have on Andy Reid and the, and the team in general, because obviously his son is not going to make that trip to uh, Tampa Bay. And he was the, the outside linebacker coach. So I think when you, th you throw that into the mix, and again, I, I think the defense of Tampa Bay is just far superior to Kansas City, Kansas City's defense. Uh, I like Tampa Bay. And in fact, I already, I already put money on the, the line and I, I took the money line as well, which is plus 140 right now on DraftKings. So, John, give me your thoughts on this game. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I didn't think, you know, watching the Chiefs over the last couple of years, I didn't think there would be a situation where I would go the other way against them. Uh, but to be honest with you, this was sort of a feeling that I had even before the, the Britt Reed um, motor vehicle accident situation. I mean, obviously that's a horrible situation that transcends football. Um, and, you know, your, you know, my thoughts go out to the, the families of everyone involved and especially the, the young five-year-old who apparently was, it sounded like the child was seriously injured. So hopefully everyone, including that child makes a, makes a full recovery. Um, but listen, you know, I'd rather not even talk about that at all, but it's, it's hard not to acknowledge the effect that, that could and will have on the game. Even if Andy, you know, travels with the team and coaches, coaches the game, it would be hard to imagine that his, he won't be distracted thinking about worrying about his son and also worrying about the other people involved in the accident. Um, that being said, um, you know, I, I never thought that I would go the other way against the Chiefs, but even before this accident, I started having that feeling for, for a, couple, a couple of different reasons here. I think that these two teams are very evenly matched. I think that, um, you know, they have superstar quarterbacks, one Brady being, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time. And then Mahomes, who is a budding, you know, uh, starting a, a, a budding Hall of Fame type career. Um, the, the Bucks have a really great defense. Chiefs a little bit more middle of the road. But overall, I just figured that it, it's hard to, to think that this game is going to be anything other than close. You know, the, the Chiefs, you know, you could see the Chiefs with all their firepower pulling away against anybody. But my presumption going in is I have to assume this game is going to be close. So if it's, good, if it's going to be close, you have to look at the fourth quarter, I think. And the Bucs, uh, not only have they had one of the best defenses in the league all year, they have one of the best fourth, fourth quarter defenses in the league as well. Uh, listen to some of these stats. The Bucs are first in defensive successful play rate in the fourth quarter, meaning that if they play on that average, you won't get any first towns. They're third in yards per play allowed in the fourth quarter. And they are the number one scoring defense in the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, Kansas City is 28th in the fourth quarter. So when it comes down to brass tacks, 
if we're in the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl, the Bucs know they have a defense that steps it up as the game gets tighter. The second thing, how do injuries play into it? Uh, the Chiefs starting left tackle, Eric Fisher, is going to be out. That's a big deal. You saw how much the Bucs were able to take advantage of the Packers two weeks ago when Bakhtiari was out. I would expect the, the Buccaneers to do something similar this week against the Chiefs and try to you know, put pressure on Patrick Mahomes, um, flush him out of the pocket, make him feel uncomfortable. And then the third factor that really was leading me towards the Bucs a little bit is just the Tom Brady factor. Um, the Bucs really seem like they have some serious juice. I mean, the Chiefs have been fantastic all year. You know, they went 14 and two with two, two more wins. They're 16 and two now. They haven't really been blowing people out. They're just so good that, you know, they, they can just play 85% and still win. The Bucs, on the other hand, just went on the road and won three straight games. Um, they really do seem like they have the juice here. You got the juice now, man. Then I take a look at the, the units overall, right? The offensive and defense for the two teams. Now, I would say, and you probably would agree with me, that even though the Buccaneers' offense is good, the Chiefs' offense is probably the number one unit on either team. But their defense is probably the worst out of the four units, meaning the Bucs have the second and third best units with their offense and defense. I think that makes them a more complete team. This is going to sound odd. Uh, but my advice to the listeners would be take the Buccaneers and take the points. I am not doing that. As a matter of fact, I've already put my money the other way. But the reason for that is because I have a family rooting interest in the Kansas City Chiefs. My brother-in-law is from Kansas City. His family is uh, our big Chiefs fans. Don't ever take sides with anyone against the family ever. So it's sort of a similar situation to the Eagles, whereas even if I don't think the Eagles are, are the bet, I cannot bet against them. And I did put money on the Chiefs money line and giving the three basically out of uh, family uh, obligation and solidarity. But I do think the, the Bucks are, are the bet here. Uh, overall, it's unbelievable. Brady's now gonna, going to have been to 10 Super Bowls, 10 Super Bowls. Uh, he's won six. He's lost three, two to the Giants and one, of course, to the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's kind of where I'm at on the game overall. Um, the Chiefs are amazing. My rooting interest will be with the Chiefs, but I think the bet here, the smart bet is to take the Bucks and the points based on the fact the injuries we talked about to the left tackle, the Bucks defense, especially in close games, and the Tom Brady X factor. They are playing at home. I think that plays into it a little bit. They don't have to take a plane ride. You know, they're sleeping in their own beds. That's good. But overall in the NFL this year, there, haven't, there hasn't been as much of a home field advantage overall. So I don't take that into account as much. But yeah, that's my advice would be to take the Bucks and take those three points. Yeah, um, I, I love the, uh, the analysis there. Um, too bad that you can't uh, put money on, the, on Tampa Bay, even though you, you like them in this game. You know, I guess the, the one thing that, that I think is really a, a significant factor in this is the chief's left tackle Fisher out with a torn Achilles. I think that's huge. I know, I know somebody's going to step in, but he's been there all season long. He's, he injured his Achilles in the last game against Buffalo. So I think this is going to be, a, it's going to be a huge loss for the chiefs. And you, I can definitely see uh, Jason Pierre Paul taking advantage of the fact that that left tackle is not there uh, to protect Patrick Mahomes. Now, Mahomes can run, and maybe that factors into whether or not we're going to take that Mahomes rushing prop. Uh, it's the one prop that burned me two weeks ago, so I'm a little hesitant, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll mull it over. 
uh, tonight into into tomorrow evening. Yeah, you know what I would say is I, I agree with you there. I do think that if the Buccaneers are going to win, that Jason Pierre-Paul will have a hand in it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it, the other thing, too, I mean, it's a Tom Brady factor like you talked about. He's 43 years old, but he's playing like he's 23. I mean, the guy had 42 touchdowns this year. It's insane. You didn't uh, like that one? Jason Pierre-Paul would have a hand in it? <laughs> Listen, he still plays well. You really got to hand it to him. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So listen, let's talk about some props. See a prop, take a prop in this game. Prop it up. Prop it up. Yeah. So here, here's my here's my thought on this. All right. And you know, John, we've stuck with this all season long, and it is the prop that has carried us through the season, week in, week out, even through the playoffs. And it's Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey. And every week, the yards get higher, the receptions get higher, but he crushes it every week. So right now, Kelsey, I'm taking the over 97 and a half yards receiving. You got minus 112 on DraftKings. Great odds on receptions, but it's eight and a half receptions. And I think he had 13 last week against Buffalo, something like that. So I'm taking the over eight and a half receptions plus 100. So even money on DraftKings. So it's the Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey. John, what do you think about the Kelsey prop? Yeah, I, I've said it. We've said it for the last few weeks in a row, maybe even longer than that. I'm following the rule of Kelsey again. I don't care where it goes. The rule of Kelsey. Uh, I did follow you on the, the yardage. Yeah. 97 and a half yards is huge. I mean, he could have he could have 88 yards receiving and three touchdowns and it'd still be a huge game. But I'm not backing, at, backing down from Kelsey. I took the 97 and a half on DK. You can get minus 105 on FanDuel, but you, 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 you lose a yard at 98 and a half. You can get Kelsey at seven and a half catches on FanDuel, but the odds are a little bit worse. Um, and so I took, I took that already. I might jump in on the eight and a half too to get the better odds. But, you know, I give the stat every time. He's now had eight cap catches in nine out of his last 10 games. And if, if, if the Super Bowl is the week where I don't win the, the Kelsey catch bet, I'll, I'll live with it because he's just amazing and I'm not going away from him now. And I would think on a big stage, especially if the Bucks are going to be trying to put pressure on Mr. Mahomes, that who's he, who's he going to look to? He's going to look to the, the, the best player on offense besides him, and that's Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off putting these bets in on Kelsey just because I want to see where the odds go. You know, when you have a when you have plus odds on receptions, there's a chance that that reception number is going to go down. But if it goes down, it's going to go down to seven and a half, and the odds are probably going to be terrible, like minus one fifty. So maybe I'll put it in now. I don't know. I, I got to think about it. Uh, and the same thing on the yards. I can't imagine the yards going much higher than 97 and a half. So, yeah, it's Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey. And, you know, uh, we've been on this bus since probably week one this year with Travis Kelsey. The other, the other receiving prop that I like is, is Antonio Brown. And he didn't play against uh, Green Bay because uh, he was had a knee injury. But he's supposed to be back this week. And... Antonio Brown was Tom Brady's number one receiver down the stretch of the regular season. And now he's back his, and his, his, um, his props are not bad. Uh, three and a half receptions, uh, minus 118 on DraftKings and 40 and a half receiving yards minus 112 on DraftKings. So I'm going to take both of those with Antonio Brown. Cause I think he's got a good connection with Tom Brady and I like Tampa Bay to win this game and, you know, and, or cover the point spread. Uh, so 
I'm going to take the Antonio Brown prop. What do you think about that? It's not bad. Um, I do think it's a good sign. I think that I, I read an article earlier that he had practiced. He got at least two full practices in this week. That's obviously a good sign. The only concern there would be, okay, he's practicing, but maybe he's not 100%. So they put him out there, and it's a little bit of a decoy situation while Brady goes uh, other places like Evans and Godwin. Um, but, you know, it's, it's you know, Brown has, has had some significant weeks with Brady this year. So I wouldn't be surprised if those hit. Haven't taken them yet, but, you know, when, when it comes down to brass tacks, uh, I think I'll probably end up following you on that. Um, another one that I like a lot is uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, who the last time these two teams played, had one of the greatest first quarters in history, like 200 yards receiving, three touchdowns. I like Tyreek Hill uh, to score first and to score in the first quarter. To score first, you've got great odds at plus 650. To score a touchdown uh, in the first quarter at any time, it's plus 500. That's what the Chiefs do. The Chiefs don't come out quiet. The Chiefs tend to come out firing and firing deep. And that's why Tyreek Hill has such great starts. He now is right now the best first half receiver of the century. You know, Mahomes looks for, for Ty, Tyreek Hill early and often. I would think that the Chiefs would want to get off to a huge start here. And I think that might include a couple of deep shots to Hill. So I just took the uh, Hill props to score first and to score in the first quarter. What do you think about that? Yeah, I was looking at Tyreek Hill's um, the touchdown scoring uh, props, and I, and I do like that. I, you know, Tyreek Hill went off in Week 12 against Tampa Bay. You know, but I, I think that the Tampa Bay secondary is probably going to play him a little differently this week. But you know, you can't just focus on one receiver with Kansas City. So he's going to get his catches, he's going to get his yards, and I could definitely see him um, scoring under those circumstances. So I do like those. Uh, another touchdown scoring prop is Tom Brady's, I'm going to call him his compadre, Rob Gronkowski. Great odds on DraftKings plus 180 just to score a touchdown. So that's another one I'm looking at for uh, the big game on Sunday. Any other touchdown scoring props, John? Not touchdown scoring props. But something I was looking at, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this one, is, you know, conventional wisdom might have it that the, you know, Bucks would come, come out and try to run the ball with Fournette and Jones uh, to keep Mahomes off the field. And obviously, you know, Fournette and Jones will play big roles in, in, in the Bucks uh, game plan here. Um, but, but overall, I, I don't think that the, the Buccaneers are going to come out and try to play ball control. I think they're going to come out and try to score or score early and often too. I think it's been proven over the year that, you know, that that game plan just doesn't work against Mahomes because Mahomes and the chiefs don't need a lot of time to score. They can score in no time. So even if they lose the, the, the time of possession battle, it doesn't mean anything. They can still outscore you. You need points. So I think Brady's going to have a big passing day and the bucks have a really good rushing defense, but that being said, and I think a lot of that's being taken into account with these props, the, the rushing props for, for the Chiefs are so low. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who came back after a couple of weeks off from a shoulder injury uh, last week and only had six carries, his, his rushing props are very small. Uh, his over-under on DraftKings, I think it is, is seven and a half carries. Terrible odds at minus 143. But you hop over to FanDuel at eight and a half carries, and it's minus 108. 
in his in his last four games before the injury, his carries were 14, 11, 16, and 14 for 69 yards, 37, 32, and 79 yards. So before his injury, the Chiefs were using Clyde Edwards-Alaire more and more and more. Uh, and I think they might do that again in this game. I mean, this, you know, these lines are, are not that high. Seven and a half carries, eight and a half carries. The rushing yardage, I think, is 30 and a half on DraftKings, only 29 and a half on FanDuel. I'm taking him both on the carries and on the rushing yards because I think he'll get enough work to hit those props, even though the Chiefs don't really care that much about rushing. Yeah, so here's, here's my thought on the rushing props. And I was looking at both the Chiefs, rushing props and Tampa Bay's rushing props. And both of these teams pride themselves on the air attack. And my issue with the rushing props is I don't know who's going to get the carries and I don't know who's going to get the yardage. So obviously Fournette and Jones are both going to play and uh, Clyde Edwards, Alaire and Daryl Williams are both going to play. And I don't know who's going to get the hot hand. So for me, I looked at it and I said, oh, it's obvious, especially on the Tampa Bay side of the ball, that they're going to run the ball probably better than the Chiefs. But I don't know who is going to be the feature back. Who's going to get more of the carries? It's probably going to be Fournette to start the game. Um, But who knows if he runs into a brick wall for their first two drives and then all of a sudden it's Ronald Jones then he's going to get the bulk of the carries the rest of the game. And the same thing with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He's probably going to start the game, but he's also coming off an injury. But if he can't get anything done, they're going to put Daryl Williams in there. And he has actually played very well um, the last couple of weeks for the Chiefs. So for me, you know, I, I just don't know which way to go on the rushing prop. So for me, I'm going to probably stay away, even though the numbers look enticing as far as the attempts are concerned. Yeah, on that point, too, I'm, like I said, I'm taking CEH carries and rushing yards, but I agree with what you're saying here um, because Darrell Williams has looked pretty good in his limited usage over the, the Chiefs' last few games, but it is, it's difficult to, you know, it's difficult to predict or call, you know, where the ball's going to go. So, you know, just like CEH's um, props are pretty low, so are Darrell Williams's. But this is how I look at it for Williams. I think Daryl Williams is more likely to be in on passing downs because the rookie has not been that great in, in, in pass protection for the Chiefs. So I think Williams will be there on passing downs, which makes it more likely that he might catch a couple of passes. Like if he does, he's not going to catch more than like three, you know, or like four max. Um, but what that leads me to believe is that maybe his combo yardage is the way to go. So I took that 42 and a half, uh, yards rushing and receiving at minus 102 on FanDuel. I like that a lot. He hit that in the last several games. He was able to, you know, come up with some yardage both through the air and on the ground and doesn't need that many touches to hit the 42 and a half yardage line. And since I'm betting that he's going to be on passing downs anyway, I think he'll get those catches. CEH won't. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the one prop that I was actually looking at on the, on the, uh, the rushing props was, combo yards rushing and receiving and on DraftKings it's 43 and a half minus 112 obviously better odds on on FanDuel by a yard but as we've seen during the season you can lose these bets on one yard so uh you know John that's been your words of wisdom to the audience is you know compare the 
the props on bo- on both big sites, uh, FanDuel and DraftKings, and see what the better odds are because you can lose these bets by a yard. So, you know, I got a couple passing props that I really like. You know, again, these these teams pride themselves on their air attack, and I think Tom Brady's going to have a big game. Again, I'm the the one that that likes. I mean, both of us actually like Tampa Bay in this game, and his passing yards right now are 295.5 uh, minus 108 on DraftKings. I like Tom Brady to go over that. I think he's going to have a big game. He's going to pass for probably 320, 330 in this game. So I'm taking Brady over 29 and a half. I'm sorry, uh, 295 and a half uh, passing yards. And on the other side of the ball, Patrick Mahomes over 40 and a half passing attempts. And he's past that. I think he's averaging 39 and a half pass attempts per game. So you're only asking him to pass for a, another uh, one, one more attempt. And I think these teams are going to go back and forth, up and down the field. The over at 56 or 55 and a half is really enticing to me, but I like Patrick Mahomes over 40 and a half passing attempts. The odds are not great. Uh, minus 165 on DraftKings. I have to look on FanDuel to see what they are, but I think Mahomes is going to throw the ball all over the field today. Uh, so those are my two passing uh, props. John, what do you think of those? I like them and, and sort of thinking that, I mean, well, the Mahomes one is a little bit too rich for my blood. You know, when it comes down to it, maybe I might take it at the last minute. It, it's hard for me to bet on 40. Um, his completions, I think, is like 29. I was looking at that long and hard. Uh, but the one that I really liked and that I've already taken is Brady in the completions uh, on DK. It's over 24 and a half at minus 112. Now, mind you, he didn't do that at all in the playoffs. He hasn't broken 24 and a half since the last game of the season, but he did break it nine times during the year. And going off of what I said earlier today, um, I think that the Buccaneers are going to come out firing, you know, Bruce Arians, you know what I mean? No risk it, no biscuit. He knows he's got to put points on the board. I think he's going to put the ball in Tom Brady's hands. And I think Brady will hit. I think he'll have at least 25 completions. So I like that a lot. You know, that being said, you know, I've been talking about that a lot and that, you know, that would mean if Brady's going to be throwing a lot, there's, you know, less running plays for Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. And you know, that stinks from a betting perspective because I, you know, Leonard Fournette really, I, I felt like Tom Brady was becoming really comfortable with him, especially in the playoffs. Leonard Fournette's touches really kind of took off, but the Tampa Bay rushing prop that still caught my eye, even with all of that in mind was Ronald Jones carries. It's only eight and a half on both DraftKings and Fandle minus minus one twelve and minus uh, one twenty six. In Ronald Jones' Ronald Jones's last seven games, he's averaging 13 and a half carries. You know, that's a full five carries over what this prop is. So I'm taking Ronald Jones at eight and a half carries as well. Again, even though I think Tom Brady is going to be slinging it all over the field, I think there's still going to be plenty of ball to go around for Jones to hit that eight and a half carries. Um, <laughs> the one other prop that's something of, uh, of a hedge that I took here party. was I bet on both Mahomes and Brady as MVP. So even if the, if, if, if I'm right and the Bucks do pull out this win, I presume that Brady will definitely be the MVP. So I won't come out completely empty handed on that one. Yeah, that's, that's a really good hedge, uh, John. I, I'm going to think about taking that as well. So I got three more props and the two 
then of course I'm going with can I kick it? Yes, can. Ryan Suckup, the kicker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, over seven and a half points. You look at this, just think about it. That's two field goals and two extra points. Or, you know, you do the combo in your head with four touchdowns, two field goals, and you're, and you're blown it out of the water. It's minus 118 on DraftKings. I have covered every single kicker prop that I've taken in the last couple of weeks. So I'm sticking with it. I mean, why, you know, if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. I'm just staying with the kickers. And I'm also going to take Harrison Bucker over eight and a half points, minus 112 on DraftKings. Those are my kicker props. Uh, John, I'm going to hope you're going to join me on the kicker props. And last but not least, I'm taking heads. I'm taking heads on the coin flip. I take the coin flip every year. I'm taking heads. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to follow you on, on the kicking props. Um, one more, I, you know I love quarterback rushing, so I do look at this in every single game. Mahomes' rushing prop is 23 and a half. He couldn't even hit 15 and a half two weeks ago, so mm-hmm. I'm a little bit burnt by that. Um, and so I'm going to leave that until the last minute. I still might end up taking it, you know, thinking that maybe the Bucks pass rush makes Mahomes take off. So I, I didn't take that. I did, however, take Brady rushing which I know sounds really weird, but it's, it's, it's a half a yard. It's a half a yard at uh, really, really great odds. Um, so I took Brady because a half a yard is what the hell it's a half a yard. And when it comes to the coin toss, tails never fails, man. Tails never fails. I took tails, 50 burger on tails for sure. Uh, in the, the entirety of the Super Bowl history, the coin toss has come up heads 25 times. It's come up tails 29 times. I'm pretty sure I bet tails last year because I won it. Um, I took tails again this year. Interesting stat. The last six winners of the coin toss went on to lose the game. So um, I took tails at minus 103, and I took the bucks to win the coin toss at minus 106. Nice. That that Tom Brady rushing prop, which I'm going to jump on, great odds on DraftKings, plus 140. One half a yard. It's a quarterback sneak. And yeah, you got it. Quarterback sneak and you got it. So yeah, Tom Brady rushing. Who would have thought that we'd be betting on Tom Brady rushing a 43 year old statue quarterback back there, but Hey, I've seen him pull that quarterback sneak tons of times. So, and plenty of times against my New York jets. So I like it. I like that Tom Brady rushing prop. Anything else on the, on uh, props? Not really spread a bunch of money around. I'm sure there'll there'll, there'll probably be a couple more things that, that kind of come up, but listen, it's the super bowl. It's the last game of the year. I I, I like the idea. I like to say going into a super bowl that I have money riding on almost every play, something could happen that that would help me out. So I'm really excited for the game, sprinkled some money all over the place and um, you know, just looking to have some fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to definitely put some, you know, first quarter, first half bets. I had some first half bets uh, last week on the Chiefs game. So I'm definitely going to be doing that throughout the game and some in-game betting. So, you know, with that being said, I think we've broken it down for everyone out there. Uh, Both of us like Tampa Bay in this game. I'm thinking about the over. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I've given you our props. And now we are in to the final and last phase of the podcast, probably the favorite of most of our audience members. It is our track of the week. So 
I'm choosing a track, and of course I'm staying with the genre which I love the most, and that's trance. Besides being a great track, I think it defines this season. That we have gone through every single game. We have made it through, despite COVID-19, you know, running rampant through this country. We have been on what I would consider a journey from week one through the Super Bowl. So my track of the week is Our Journey, the TFSFX Anthem remix by uh, Kieran McCauley, an Irish DJ. It is just a very uplifting track, and we need that now in this country. We need this now uh, overall, and that's my track of the week. Very, very fun and uplifting track. I'm gonna go with uh, my favorite genre, which is like house and tech house music. And I'm sticking with, you know, keeping my eyes forward, moving into the new year with a positive attitude. Another uh, track that was released this year by a, a few legends here, Louis Vega, along with the Martinez brothers, house legends, all three of them. Uh, the song is called Let It Go featuring Mark E. Bass. And it's the vintage culture remix on defected records. It's just a cool house record that really, I think it's a great song to send us into Super Bowl week with. That's my track of the week, Let It Go by Louis Vega and the Martinez Brothers. Love it. All right, everybody. This concludes the final and last podcast for the 2020, slightly into 2021 NFL season. May your bets be sharp and your cashes be bountiful. Good luck, everybody, and enjoy the game. And we'll see you on the other side. Super Bowl, let's get some wings. Let's get some wings. We are out.